freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 220 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Mom at Arms. Our guest today is Jill Slayton McDaniel. Jill is the Virginia State Director of the DC Project and the creator of Mom at Arms, which is a grassroots sleuth site that exposes gun control organizations and their funding partners. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hi, how are y'all doing? <laughs> your, we, yes, your, your listeners are also and viewers are also doing very well as during all these crazy times. <laughs> oh, right? I mean, unprecedented nuttiness from sea to shining sea. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and so to have an organization like you have uh, developed, uh, which we're going to take a deep dive into as we go on, to kind of you know, put some structure around some of the craziness is so important, and the timing could not be more perfect. Um, so thank you for all you do with, with uh, Mom at Arms. Thank you. So the Virginia gun control legislation, let's start there because you are in Virginia. God bless yeah. your sweetheart because we, <laughs> you know, it, and Virginia changed so quickly, so suddenly that really we should all, all across the nation, all eyes should be on Virginia uh, and, and try to figure out what we can do and continue to do um, to hold the line, hold our constitutional line there. Yes. Um, so why Virginians, why can Virginians not afford to fall into complacency? Well, exactly what you said. Well, first and foremost, this is where the, the nation started. We were the first actual state. This is where everybody, you know, settled and, and this is where war, the, you know, wars were won. And it's, a, just to give up and the way that our, our legislators have come in all of a sudden, just randomly. And this is, and in complacency is where I kind of um, get all amped up about because Virginians didn't expect this. We, we thought we were the state that, you know, everybody left us alone. <laughs> you know, we were just, we were right there on DC, but we, you know, being the first state and being, you know, pretty much pro-gun anyway, people were going to just leave us alone. But they saw their way in and they saw their way in because we thought that way, because we thought they're not going to touch us. We're, you know, we're already pro-gun. They're not going to touch us. We're not going to see what, you know, the rest of the 
the nation is seeing. And that backfired on us 100%. And we've got some, we've got some challenges. And now it's like, you know, COVID-19 happens and all of these crazy riots and, you know, just mass hysteria through the nation. It's people, people are afraid to stay in that, that energized, uh, that energized way of standing up for their rights. And we kind of tend to kind of collapse on ourselves. And as Virginians, we're not used to the constant, you know, don't take, you know, fight for your rights and stuff like that because of that complacent mind frame where we were just you know, a little prideful and thinking, uh, you're not going to touch us. So it's now, it's now time. I mean, now is the time that we need to start really being more vocal. It, not just Virginia, throughout the nation, but definitely, you know, I'm speaking to my fellow Virginians, you need to get off the couch. <laughs> you know, you need to put boots to the ground. Absolutely. And I want, we're sitting in the state of Arizona and I want all of the Arizonans to lean in and listen to what Jill is saying, because so often we hear that in Arizona. Well, we're Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> we're perfectly safe, right? Well, you're never safe because the only thing our founding fathers promised us was eternal vigilance in yeah. order to hold that line. And if we didn't have an organization like we have here in Arizona, like the Arizona Citizens Defense League, who is, I mean, constantly in the conversation, in the battle, if you want to call it a battle, um, to hold the line and push the line back where our founders intended for it to be, which is shall not be infringed, period, <laughs> um, then there, but by the, the ignorance and complacency, we go like, California. We go like New York, New Jersey, right? And so um, what you are saying is so true for Virginia, for Arizona, for every single state out there. So is the legislation in Virginia just throwing the Constitution away? It sounds like it. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, there's no regard for it whatsoever. It's just, and that's, that's another thing that has just completely you know, blown all of our minds. And you have people on both sides of the aisle, the political aisle that are like, wait a minute, what is this? You know, we didn't vote for this. You know, yeah, we voted for equal opportunity and equal rights, blah, blah, blah. But this was when things kind of get out of hand is when, and because there are, like I said, both sides of the aisle. I mean, Virginians gun rights and firearm ownership was a, is was and always will be a way of life for virginians and you know we're we're farming communities we are hunting communities i mean it's just a lot of tradition here and a lot of um and that that tradition goes into our home lives regardless of what our politics are and it's just amazing how it's it i'm in the southern part of virginia so Looking at the northern part, I feel so bad for them up there, those that are, you know, are fighting daily for gun rights. And I feel like, you know, they're, they're fighting a never-ending battle as long as the legislators that we have are continuously in there. And they have been out, they have been duped. I mean, many of them have been duped. And I've, I feel so sorry for them because that the Constitution is not holding up to its name up there. I mean, people have no regard for it. And that's tyranny. That, I mean, that's flat out tyranny. And a lot of people are waking up to it. 
thank God. <laughs> well, when they when they get elected, they have to sign a, a swear to oath to the Constitution. And then when they're not following the Constitution, it seems like there be, should be a way to boot them out the back door quickly. There have been many recall, I mean, uh, petitions for recall, I believe. Um, uh, Governor candidate Amanda, Amanda Chase, excuse me, and um, she and her team have been working on some recall type of um, aspects and stuff like that. I try to stay out of the political aspect of it. I want people to understand that their their constitutional rights are not to be politicized. They're for everyone. And but when you hear stuff like this, when it's coming from you know a Democrat or a Republican uh, leader, you it tends to kind of twist things and kind of muzzle things up. So we're trying our best to keep as completely nonpartisan as possible, especially with mom and arms, but, um, and the DC project, of course, but when it comes down to living here and seeing it, you see a totally different picture. And, um, like I said, Southern Virginia, it's like being on the outside looking in, but still being within it, you know, it's just, mm. it's wild. It's wild. So, well, Jill, there is some, some good to this because the COVID uh, has waken a lot of people up and it's waking a lot of Democrats up. These are uh, yes. Democrats that voted against guns and now find they need guns. And they're realizing that, wait a minute, these laws that are to designed to keep criminals from owning guns is also keeping me, an honest citizen, from owning a gun. So we need mm -hmm. to do some work there. So I do think that we're going to be seeing some changes that might not be in the Democrat or the anti-guns favor. Uh, exactly. I think I read an article today. I had to skim through. Um, it's just a, a crazy Monday, manic Monday. Um, a article where uh, Virginia's gun sales have gone up seventy-seven percent. I have to be a little bit um, more clear on that. Does so don't quote me, quote me. But I, I do know that they have gone up tremendously during this mm -hmm. whole thing, especially during these riots and crazy stay at home orders because of them, you know, people are, people are fearful for their lives. They, I mean, and when you're put in that position, I mean, you can be raised like I was into being prepared for this type of stuff, or you can, you know, be faced with it in an instant. And now a lot of people are being faced with it in an instant. And they're saying that all the things these gun control organizations have said about gun you know buying guns and gun rights and everything else are complete lies i mean these are just it's a waking point i mean i, I can't remember who said it best but i know it was um probably pegged by the uh vcdl the virginia citizens defense league these people have you know leaders leaders <laughs> like uh northrum and the rest of them they have a they have woke up a very 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 angry giant i mean this this beast is ready to roll. And I think all of Virginia is about to come into that. All of America. I mean, you saw, if y'all saw Lobby Day, which I'm pretty sure y'all did, but yes, <laughs> in January. that was a big, big event, you know, compared to what they normally see at the VCDL Lobby Days where, you know, anywhere from two to 500 people, sometimes less, you get um, almost close to 100,000. So, well, and oh, you don't yeah. have to. You don't have to live in Virginia in order to uh, be a member of the VCDL. I am a proud member, just recently got my membership kit. Yay. And uh, I think it's important for us to support other efforts in other states because what happens in one will happen in others.
That's right. And um, so, and and I love, of course, their gun saves lives. You see those yes. big orange stickers on people's shirts, and you're like, yeah. And as a matter of fact, they do. Guns do yes. save lives. Here's a weird thing. <laughs> I'm seeing moms at arms. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I mean, most moms you hear on the news are saying, oh, we don't need guns. We don't need this. <laughs> what, what's, what's going on with that? That is mom's demand action. I am mom at arms. And what that is, is it's uh, man at arms. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, man at arms um, or brothers at arms and everything like that. I'm thinking, all right, so here's this group, Moms Demand Action, who are pretty much um, using, and when I say use, I mean manipulating folks through um, propaganda tactics that are using women, mothers, and children. And we, uh, it just, it burns my hide so bad. (laughs) I mean, it really does. So when I, coming into this, I was becoming more vocal on social media. Um, I was a brand new mom at the time. And when I was kind of putting my voice out there, um, after doing some research and everything, because they lie so bad. See, I'm started. I was just like, I get into it. I think about them all the time and I don't, I don't wish them any harm by any means, but Lord, I just want them to just kind of <laughs> just go away. Just, just end your organizations because you're not, your, your tyrants just the same. Um, but coming into the pro two way advocacy myself, I was like, I need to, I, I need to put myself out there more. I need people to understand that I'm here. I'm just a mom, brand new mom, wife to a U.S. Air Force vet, but I grew up in a law enforcement and medical home. Um, and I need people to understand like firearm ownership is not what these ladies and ladies like Shannon Watts who founded Mom, uh, Mom's Demand are saying. And I had some folks really supportive. They're like, yeah, do something. And then I started writing and blogging about it. And I was like, well, I I need to come up with a name. (laughs) And for some reason, mom at arms just struck me in the head because of man at arms. So I was like, if men can do it, women can too. I'm kind of feminist in that aspect, but I appreciate the guys. Thank y'all very much. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I like it when the doors are open. Um, But but that's where the whole aspect of mom at arms came from. It was to combat mom's demand action from a mother, mother's point of view. Um, and um, she took off, mom, mom at arms took off really quick. Yes. <laughs> it went well, from you're, just... you're offering such important information. And I love that you call yourself a sleuth site because, you know, we are just handed you know headlines and handed pre-chewed and pre-digested um garbage news in air quotes and we're just supposed to believe it and nod our head like obedient little children mm-hmm. and and shuffle our little feet on down the the line and what that really is is the culture right mm-hmm. they're trying to people are trying to affect and change the culture so that it is culturally inappropriate to fill in the blank right and definitely be a mom and gasp have firearms in the home right oh, yeah and so you and your organization your sleuths and you're going 
much deeper and behind those headlines. And you're starting to uh, give us such needed truth. We have a, a famine of truth in the nation right now. And so you are breaking through and you're debunking the, the gun control uh, propaganda. And you particularly at Mom at Arms like to, um, uh, I don't know if troll is the right word, but troll <laughs> Shannon Watts, who yeah. is the leader um, of the Moms Demand group. We have been, and where that came from is I was still pregnant with my son and Trump was coming into office and I started to see gun control ads. And I thought that that had filtered away during the earlier part of Obama's um, first term with the Brady campaign and all of them. And then all of a sudden it's just like gun control, gun control, gun control. And I was like, this is wild. This, you know, we haven't heard about this in a while. And now here it is again. I was like, they're just seeking opportunities. And then I see this very sweetly sounding woman come on and she's talking about, you know, we need to protect our families. And I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, I started this after Sandy Hook and I was like, wait a minute, this is ringing a bell. This is sounding all too familiar to me. And here she is, she's pushing gun control. So pregnant and hormonal. <laughs> that, that's, that did it. I was like, I, no, that's not first of all. <laughs> um, but then after my son was born, I started to become more, more nosy. I wanted to know about where, where people were, you know, who was flocking to this misinformation. I, you know, and, and then I started to learn more about mom's, um, mom's demand action and about Shannon Watts, its founder, and just, getting more and more nosy and digging even deeper and, you know, wanting to know what caused her to start it and seeing that she had no background in firearms whatsoever uh, or firearms usage or anything like that. And yet she was telling people that she, you know, was just a mom and accidental activist, even though she has a political background where she used to, you know, work in politics. It was just kind of like, wait a minute, this is, this is the twilight zone. And things, I was like, this is wrong. This is so wrong that this woman is allowed to have a platform and speak. And I, that's, <laughs> that's where I took it. I was like, no, we need to start giving the truth. I want to start educating people on, you know, certain matters of, you know, when firearms are necessary and pretty much every day. And when you should always be aware of your surroundings, unlike what she is telling, you know, Shannon Watts was telling people. And she proved my point when the, uh, it was a shooting in, I believe it was in Florida. My, it's Monday and my brain is all over the place. But um, <laughs> the, it was the video game. Uh, uh, they had a video game competition and there was a shooting in there. And she was actually telling people, you know, or asking them, why should you be aware of your situation, you know, of your surroundings in those places? And I, and that just blew my mind. I mean, like, why wouldn't you be aware of your surroundings at any time? I was like, this woman is nuts. So I, that's, that's when it did it for me. And I started to become a little bit more vocal towards her and tagging her in posts. And anytime she put something out there, I would, I would counter it, <laughs> combat it and correct her. And after a while, she started blocking me. 
I'd love, so to, have her on, I'd love, I'd love to have her on the show and ask her how she is plans on defending her family. <laughs> you know, oh, she's got you know Bloomberg. You know, um, Michael Bloomberg, a billionaire. I'm pretty sure he he makes sure that she is well protected, and she has money. I mean, like she she says that she's just a volunteer. What people don't realize is this woman comes from a very wealthy background and it, not Bloomberg status, but she, I mean, she's well off. I mean, and I'm not hating on, you know, people that have worked for their money by any means, but, but I mean, she's, she's not hurting by, she's not the, like the rest of us who cannot afford personal security or have somebody who's forking the bill for us. So she's, it's, it, it, I just thought that was so unfair and hypocritical. So yeah, I do. I go, I kind of, I don't take, at first I was like, no, this is <laughs> being that I am just a mom mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, I work my 40 hours, like many you know Americans, the majority of us, I, I was like, I have, I could, I could be really embarrassed by her because I am just, just this simple, you know, house mommy. Um, and wife and you know I work an hourly job and everything else and then I thought to myself you know what no it's fine I mean she she's I could lose a lot more if she's successful so and that's when I was like let's do this let's let's put it all out there and you know I try to be as transparent my my team likes to stay a little bit behind the curtain a little bit because of what we dig into but um I was like no I'm gonna do this this is this is my time. <laughs> you know, watch no, out. That's so that is so important to be, you know, the voice that others can go. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking what you're saying, but first of all, sometimes people don't know it's actually okay still in the United States of America to speak your own opinion, right? Like some yeah. people have lost that idea and they see others who are speaking their opinion and it's like, Oh, well, I, I forgot we were allowed to do that. Okay. Yeah. And then what you're saying, yes, I was thinking the same thing. And, and I want to say that too. And even if it's just a, a like on your post, mm -hmm. all right. That is some form exactly. of speaking up. Somebody's listening. Exactly. And like you said, it, it was a process for you of, of slowly oh, yeah. using your voice more and more and more. And it I love still it. Is. <laughs> well, sure. it really it still is because I am not I'm not a professional by any means. I might have grown up with firearms, I'm but I'm not a pro shooter. I'm not uh, you know, backed by some mega brand or anything like that. I'm still getting my feet wet into a lot of this and I'm still learning. Um I do I'm not an instructor. I do plan on possibly getting my instructor's certification, but um I, I'm like anyone else. I'm putting, I, I put my family first in all of this and I, you know, I'm, but I also have to think about what the future brings in that aspect too. And if I'm not, if I'm not hearing so-and-so and so-and-so who have more, uh, more knowledge and more inhibition than I do speaking up, well, you know what, then I need to speak up. That means that I need to just just throw a throw caution to the wind i mean because that's 99.9 percent .9 of the <laughs> the population that is successful in what their advocacies are that's what they do and it's just telling fear to take a back seat and getting out there and 
you know, I'm not a pro speaker by any means. I, I call myself the, um, the pro 2A AOC or Alexandria. See, I can't say it the same. I'm showing my Virginia now. Ocasio Cortez. I, I'm, I don't want to mess up her name, but I, I say um and like a lot. <laughs> so, and I giggle and I'm just, I'm not your typical public speaker, pro 2A, whoever. But um, I, I'm, I'm speaking up for women like me who have families like I do and across the board. And it's time that they are knowledgeable about who we're going up against. And that is why mom at arms wants to say is engaged in these type of affairs as much as possible, because if they are putting fear in the nation that gun owners are extremists, then I'm going to show them that they are and they are pushing extreme propaganda and it's really belittling. And um, if it's just me doing it, which it's not, it's not, but if it's just me doing it, I'm going to continue. It's mm -hmm. um, it's, it, this is a calling. <laughs> if you get into any type of like advocacy, it's a calling in itself. So it's, I mean, we don't make money off of it. We don't do any of this stuff. I mean, we, it's because we care about it. You know, I mean, it's not like, you're, it's one thing to go into it and expect a paycheck for it. But when you're grassroots, you really work on a level that is personal and it's, it, it's, it, it, it's not, you know, there's no compliance. I mean, there's no negotiation whatsoever. Well, Jill, I think you've got a good chance because like uh, moms against demand action, mm -hmm. moms demand mm -hmm. action. They, they are just fear. That's all they are. They're preaching fear. Mm -hmm. And then we have something like the COVID that comes up where a real fear comes up. Now these people that were fearful and following her go, wait a minute, she's not going to be able to help me. Mm -mm. I'm truthfully afraid now. I need to get a firearm. I need to learn how to use it. And I need to protect my family. And then the people that are on the fence are also going to feel, hey, they're just preaching fear over here where we're preaching education and how to preparedness and how to take care of your family on your own, not using yes. the government to do it. Yes. You will win. You will win. But it's a slow process because fear takes first priority. I know. And I mean, like, I, like I said, I was, I'm the daughter of a law enforcement officer. My father was a police captain and an FBI affiliate in my area. And for him to raised and he, I have a younger sister I have an older brother and younger sister you know middle child just um I have that syndrome too but <laughs> <laughs> but uh when it comes down to him raising his children especially my sister and I he wanted us prepared and myself I actually wanted to go into law enforcement and follow in his footsteps and he hated that idea more than anything in the world he told me every day, you know, anytime I brought it up, he was like, you will be prepared and protect yourself and I will give you that training, but don't become a cop. I mean, just do not do it. Um, and there was, and I look back on that now and I'm thinking, I'm like, this is why, this is why my dad wanted me to kind of <laughs> worry about protecting myself rather than worrying about a police officer or being a police officer to protect others because of what we're seeing in today's, today's society. So it's just, it, I'm, 
uh, it's very uh, nostalgic and uh, just you start to relive your life when you see things like this going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hearing a, a big motor in your background. There. I'm so sorry. I have, <laughs> this is Virginia. I, you know, I'm, we, we, I have neighbor. I didn't think they were going to be here. He turned it off. <laughs> we have some uh, neighbors in the, in the teenage boys in this area, like in big trucks and tires. So. Heck yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's mudding. Oh, I love it. Um, so as we're talking about staying engaged and and mentally engaged and engaged in conversation with each other and being a community resource like Mom at Arms is, how important is social media in crafting the message, in carrying the message forward? to affect our culture as a nation for one the internet is forever and um even if you delete things and i you know i'm gonna go into all that even if you delete things things tend to resurface so with that being said even though it's it's a blessing and a curse and with that being said it's like i tell people you need to make if you're going to get into any type of advocacy and voice put your voice out there you need to keep a paper trail of your advocacy and what you're doing. And because this is forever, this is just what we're, we're going through now. This is a forever thing. We will forever be fighting for something, some sort of freedom and Liberty. This is not utopia by any means. And this, you know, and until the day is done, but when it comes down to really getting out there, Social media is a really good, um, good starting point. You can just, just voice, put your voice, put your, put your feelings into it. Um, even though I don't, you know, I don't suggest that all the time because you're going to want to, you, you need to find a starting point, put your feelings out there, why you believe in it, and then start backing those feelings up with facts. And social media is a great way to network with folks. It's, I mean, that's pretty much how I got, you know, and most of us have gotten out there to put out our brands, but, um, but to put out our message as well, it's, I mean, you have, you have all of this opportunity and right at your fingertips, but that does not stop from actual word of mouth, which has been proven to be the best advertisement ever that's to get you out there and really start engaging with folks, but you can do it through social media aspects as well and just put your personality into it. It's a lot easier that way. I find it a lot easier that way. I'm a writer, you know, I like to write. I'm not a public speaker by any means. And you tend to get your thoughts and idea out there a lot better. I'm sorry for the horn beeping. No, that's okay. Um, so you can probably hear our dogs barking occasionally because our studio <laughs> has moved to our home. So there is that. Um, I'm amazed my dogs have not barked. I mean, they're, they're being very good, but you should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they're going to, cause we said that. Right. But I love that you um, put out there that the internet is forever. Um, and then you said, you know, lead with your, your feelings, but also engage your, your mind for facts because, you know, we really can't afford to just pop off online. Mm -hmm. And just say something thinking, well, it was of the moment. I didn't mean that, you know, yeah. thing that I said. And um, to really be very discerning and very wise about what we say, what we type in, what, 
um, memes we think are funny today that in five, 10 years, somebody could look back and go, what? Yeah. Um, so I, I like that you've given us that reminder um, that it, it's a powerful tool. The fact that it's forever can count on our side as we are sleuthing like you do, because the other side, you know, they've made stupid mistakes as well um, oh, yeah. that can count in our favor. Um, but we want to be careful that we aren't um, making stupid and emotional um, phrases and, oh, yeah. and mistakes ourselves. Is that why you watch my Facebook? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. yes. I think I need somebody was... to watch mine too. So don't <laughs> yeah. He has, have... uh, he has no filter. So no it's filter. like, uh... <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I get there. The more uh, my son gets older, and my son is three now, so the older he gets, my filter tends to become a little bit thicker. So, um, but in the beginning of all of this, I was, I mean, I, I, tr I always try to be respectful, but sure. I have, you know, here in Virginia, we do the bless your heart thing, you know, and um, tact can sometimes go out the window when you are dealing with some people um, that, that don't, they have no, dis they have no regard for any type of fact. I mean, they just go off pure feelings. Mm -hmm. And that can be monotonous and just totally, I mean, just like a constant spiral. I mean, it's very, very nutty. And my, my team and I, with mom at arms, perfect example of that is when we were trolling Shannon Watts with a t-shirt that if you've read about Nick Freitas um, running for Congress, Shannon Watts tried to use a fake tweet to gain uh, funds for Abigail Spamberger, who's running against Nick, um, and vice versa. And the tweet was actually a shirt that Mom at Arms put out. And it's very, it was not my, my idea completely, but I am responsible because it was under Mom at Arms. Um, it was a shirt with very lewd figures on it saying Moms Demand Action. So I'm pretty sure y'all can go with that. And we put it out there and after a couple of days I became so embarrassed. I was like, but it's out there now. It's out there. And I, in some of my research or my research team are, are guys, you know, and they're young and it's like, let's do this, you know? So it, that, it's, I mean, was, it, it, was the first you can look I it thought, up. I mean, that was the first yeah. thing I thought mom's demand action was about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, like a lot I mean, of, and that's what we wanted to play off of, but, and we had a couple of, we never made the shirt public for sale, but a couple of our, um, our, our male sleuths actually bought the shirt <laughs> and they wore it and took pictures of themselves promoting well, acting like they were promoting mom's demand action and Shannon Watts and, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, mayor Bill Peduto actually liked it. And then a couple months later, we got a cease and desist order. So we like, we got rid of the shirt completely. All images, am I, everything. Am I and then Shannon Tiger Watts King? uses it. I mean, it's it, like not too long ago against Nick Freitas. And we had to go in to end. <laughs> kind of like, Jill, no. Am I hearing Tiger King in here? <laughs> I mean, is this another? Uh... <laughs> oh, we like Tiger King. Tiger King's awesome. We, he's, he's very pro-gun. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Just another um, Carol Baskin but, out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody says that she's my, Shannon Watts. I get picked on as I have some friends in Nevada who, uh, in Nevada, yeah, that tell us 
tell me all the time that Shannon Watts is my Carol Baskins. And it's just, I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. How well, I'm going gonna, gonna to get in trouble because I'm going to say the first time I thought about mom's uh, demand action was going to be a little corner on Van Buren, on, 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 on uh, in Las Vegas. <laughs> weird, so, it's a strange name i'm i'm not gonna lie about that it's like what, i think i think it's all played i really honestly think it's very strategically played out i i mean shannon watts is a pr pro and she i mean i'll give her that i mean she's smart about it she knows how to she knows how to work it and i think that's where i wanted to come in i have like a little background in advertising i used to work for an advertising um a newspaper but, um, and I learned from the best. They were really, really good. Small, you know, it's a small town paper, but they were very determined to be a big, you know, big town name. And I just remember, like, anytime Shannon put something out there, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what is she thinking? Like, I'm getting on her level. And advertising is a manipulation scheme. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, put out a product, you want to kind of pull on those heartstrings of people and, to buy the product and that's pretty much what shane is doing with mom's demand action and gun control and i just kept i think to myself all the time i'm like she, she started off as one million moms for gun control that was her name and then all of a sudden she's mom's demand action for gun sense in america i started digging on all that and i actually have an article um called copycats that pretty much explains all of that and why uh not necessarily her stating why but you'll see similarities if anybody's familiar with the brady campaign and donna destomiasis with million mom march and how that all came about donna destomiasis was a pr manager i mean she had a background in working in news and politics i mean she had close connections to clinton um and she created this movement and she wrote a book about it and shannon watts same thing pr background small background in politics and i mean it's just almost it's carbon just copy very carbon copy and it's it to for people for that to happen i mean that's mm -hmm. too much of a coincidence to, in my book and i don't mm -hmm. push theories but it's very very big coincidence in my book Absolutely. So um, you and I both are delegates for the DC project. And I see you're wearing one of our teal shirts today. I love it. And that logo is educate over legislate, right? We want to educate, not legislate. Those are uh, some of our hashtags and uh, also teal for 2A. It's a teal colored shirt. Um, yes. How did you become involved with the DC project? Oh, wow. Um, I was watching, I have met through mom at arms. I have met so many people. Um, I was unaware of the DC project at the time of Diana Mueller, who is the founder. Um, I, I had no idea what the DC project was. And when I saw her at the judiciary committee, in that beautiful press and she said i'll not comply and then a virginia chief of police you know started to break her oath on tv right there in front of us i um i immediately like i i was like this is this is phenomenal i mean she just said what everything you know it, it was just everything to me i mean it was 
I, I was like, this is outstanding. I'm so glad that there is someone with more of her foot in out there to be able to say exactly what I've been wanting to say for the longest time. And then Chief Brackney, the, um, the Charlottesville police chief, police chief was talking about, you know, taking guns away and pushing gun control. I ended up calling in an article for Chief Brackney to resign. And it was just me getting, you know, thoughts out there. And then a gentleman who actually read my article put a petition together to get uh, Chief Brackney to resign. The petition was unsuccessful, but it made headlines. Yes, um, yes. So it was kind of, it flowed that way. And then I, I had been interacting with Rhonda Azell in, um, Chicago. in Chicago, Chicago Guns Matter and Azell versus Chicago. She is such an inspiration. Um, I have been talking to her on social media and we've been chit chatting and I actually re, um, republished her story through mom at arms and, she just one day she reached out to me and she says, you know what, you, you need to volunteer with the DC project. And I was like, all right. And I, I was like, well, give me some more info. And she sent me to, you know, the, the website and everything. And I joined and I just loved it. I, you know, I wasn't very active in the beginning, but then I want to say it's been about six months. Um, I, I finally, I, there was an opening for the director position. And um, I reached out to Diana and I told her, I was like, if you have, you know, if you have any, um, you haven't had anybody step up, I'd love to do it because all of this gun control coming through Virginia right now, I, I feel like it's my time to get out there a little bit more. So, and that it has just been that way ever since. <laughs> so it's kind of like awesome. a, it's been a family unit and it's really, it's, it's neat. It's a sisterhood and, but there are guys involved and they support us. And I'm, I'm, uh, it's just amazing. It's uh, different backgrounds, differently. I mean, different politics, different religions, different backgrounds, different, I mean, just different livelihoods and everything. It's just amazing that we can all come together for this cause for our rights. And it's just amazing. So Absolutely. Well, I'm excited. Our annual trip to DC had to be canceled this year because of all the COVID stuff mm -hmm. going on. And so, um, otherwise we would, I think just this week we would have been together in DC. Yeah. So we'll have to wait for our next opportunity, but I'm very excited that we get to work together in that yeah. way. And uh, just as we start wrapping up a little bit, tell folks, how do they learn more about the work that you're doing? How do they follow along? Maybe they too want to be a sleuth. I don't know if you're, you know, adding to your sleuth team. Just we do, talk, we do. Talk to folks well, about that. You can always go to www.mom-at-arms.com. And we are on social media. We are on Twitter at mom underscore at underscore arms. Dot, um, it, that's the handle for both Twitter and Instagram. And then we have, uh, we're, we're throughout social. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and you just type in mom at arms and it should pop up a few times. And, um, and we're, we are looking for sleuths all the time. We're writers just in general. I have a few of them that are actually starting to come on board. Um, 
different aspects of, uh, of firearm ownership. Um, we have one lady who was a domestic violence victim um, or survivor. We like to say survivor because she mm-hmm. is here telling her story. Mm-hmm. And she was also shot. <laughs> and she's a gun, you know, she has been shot and she is very pro pro gun. She's like, mm-hmm. this is, this is what's going on here. And then we have another lady who is another domestic violence survivor. And she is telling her story as to how, um, she's, she's where she's come from and she's yes. come from a hardship. And then we have, um, we have some law enforcement and we have some other moms and dads, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> just, it, it's, it's really, it, where it was just me and just using people as sounding boards, it's now, it's become this thing. So I blush a lot when I think about it because I'd never expected this, uh, you know, mom and ours became, you know, went quick. <laughs> we grew well, quick. So that's so, how the DC yeah. project started, you know, yeah. and there's nothing ordinary about you and there's nothing ordinary about Diana Muller, but it encourages ordinary citizens to, to see your example and, and to get involved and to step up. Right. So thank you so much, Jill, for everything that you're doing. And, uh, thank you all very much. We look forward to watching your journey, having you back on and checking in and seeing how everything's going. Um, but thank you so much, Jill Slayton McDaniel, mom at arms. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Wow. What sounds better? Mom at arms are moms demand action. I mean, if I look at that and I think that's a porn site or something. You actually, you actually said action. that out loud. I, are we still on? Yeah. Oh, and I, uh, I, I, but know. really, I mean, I mean, I'm surprised how many, you know, she said it's a publicity thing, but how many guys have called and said, Hey, I'm in Vegas right now. You want some action? I, I'm just saying that. I don't know. I, <laughs> moms demand action. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Action. I've never really understood why that was the best name for their group but you but know moms at it's, arms. it's working for moms them. at arms yeah that's that sounds like they're they're there's defending. an action there is an right. action there right. yeah right. for sure um anyway. and responsibly armed citizens at moms at arms anyway i'm excited to get to meet uh jill mcdaniel uh in person at some hopefully not too far date in the future but definitely here Uh, while we were doing this interview. And uh, for those of you who uh, watch us on YouTube and Gunstreamer and on the OpsLens app, um, be sure that you also go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com and click the guest tab because you'll get to learn more about Jill there and links to the work that she's done, the articles that she's written, her and her team. And so um, that is a tremendous resource. Be sure to do that. And those of you who are listening at our website uh, at on the On Demand tab at gunfreedomradio.com, please continue to binge listen to your heart's content, all of the episodes that we have there. Um, and, you know, use the information that experts in their field have spent the time 
coming on our show, sharing with us. Really, it's timeless. I mean, we've had a few shows that, you know, we're talking about a specific event at a specific time in history, but really the concepts that we're talking about are timeless. And so depending on, you know, when you're even listening to this one, we're in the studio on Monday, June 15th, 2020. The world is gone completely crazy. At least the United States has gone completely crazy. We've, we're trying to get through to the end of the COVID mess. And now there's riots, there's looting, there's no, Chaz. There's summer there's, love. There's the nation of Chaz there's going on in Seattle. Love. How do yeah. you say that? What does the mayor say? She says that the, they're just a bunch of, you know, harmless scamps. Act who, like her. Act like do, her. Do it like her. Yeah. They're just, you know, having a summer of love. It's just, you know, it's a wonderful experiment in democracy that they've cordoned off six entire blocks of our city and, and just, you know, renamed it as the nation of Chaz and, and actually seceded from the United States. But it's darling. It's just, they're the cutest little scamps that have done this. You're way, way too good at that. You need to stop it right now. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But, uh, Summer of love, guys. Summer of love. Just remember, all you guys out there, you young guys out there, mom to man action is not what you think. Don't call them. <laughs> well, yeah, don't call them. Don't call them. I would. I would. I, I would call them. If I you're wouldn't. not doing anything, you have nothing to do. Don't call them. But I would definitely check them. out Mom at Arms yes. and Jill Slayton McDaniel and all the great work she's doing there. Uh, we've got to wrap up. Thank you so much to all of our amazing listeners and viewers. What we do here matters not nearly as much without you. I mean, I would love these conversations. I'm learning a ton, but um, you know, when you take your time, which is your most precious commodity and spend it with us and then share what we've discussed here with your spheres of influence, that's everything. Sure. Uh, thank you to our awesome guest, Jill Slayton McDaniel, mom at arms. And until next time, pray for our nation. Yep. Pray for our leaders. What? <laughs> yeah. All of them? All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like. Especially, fill, fill in the blank. Especially who? Especially Nancy Pelosi. Spe <laughs> oh, you told me to fill the blank in. Especially the ones you don't like. Have a great week. Be good to each other. And God bless. Bye. <laughs>